BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Caroline Stanbury, and I am Divorced Not Dead. Fresh off the back of my divorce, I'm bringing real stories, real life, real talk on all things that aren't said. Why do we put so much pressure on ourselves for the happily ever after? Does our love story really have to be one great lengthy novel, or can we be happy with a book of short but exciting love stories? I guess we'll find out on Divorced Not Dead, and lucky me, you'll be joining me for the journey, so buckle up. My weekly podcast. You guys get excited. We're doing something new and something I'm very excited about this week on Taste of Taylor. And all the cred goes to Dear Media, who I am wildly obsessed with. For a while, Taste of Taylor was like little literal tastes of the Taylor Strecker show. The Daily Show is the Taylor Strecker show. If you guys don't know about it, I have a Daily Show. It's a Taylor Strecker show. I have a rotation of insanely talented, hilarious, shady co-hosts. It's like a weird fucked up sorority which I love. And it's a daily show, Monday through Friday. And like, that's the vibe. That's where I spend the majority of my time. That's the Taylor Strecker show. You can sign up if you want to at patreon.com slash the Taylor Strecker show. Okay. So that's that. But I knew I wanted to do a podcast because I wanted to get into like the podcast realm as well. So what we would do is we literally for in the beginning stages before I was even with Dear Media, Taste of Taylor was literally we would pull like our favorite half an hour, 45 minutes, hour from the Taylor Strecker show. And throw it up on the podcast, Taste of Taylor. Bada bing, bada boom. We got a little Patreon going on. We got a little ad sales. But then when I moved over to Dear Media, we wanted to kind of make it fresh and new material. So we thought we'll heavily focus on celebrity interviews, which we did for a long time. And then everybody and their mom got a podcast. And it just felt like, I felt like I was interviewing all the same people that all my peers were interviewing. And I like celebrity interviews, but like, I really like me. And I'm narcissistic. (laughs) And God forbid I talk about myself on the Taylor Strecker show. No way. The co-hosts, they're like, this is my hour. No, some of them let me talk about myself. Maybe 50% of them let me talk about myself. So then we decided to shift Taste of Taylor from just all interviews to like a poo-poo platter, if you will. So you got celeb interviews because hello, honey, at my core. I am a social climber. So, you know, I got to have the celebs on so that way I can climb right into their lives. Hello. But then also I was like, well, I want to do solo podcasts because 
me. But then also like everybody loves a late in life lesbian and her gorgeous lesbianic partner. And we're about to have a baby. So I also have my wife on like pretty much monthly on the podcast. But we were always looking for that kind of like fourth pillar. Like what's that fourth thing? You know, a house baby needs to stand on four legs. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we've been kind of searching and searching in Dear Media. I fucking love Dear Media. I fucking love my producer. Shout out to Josh. He was like, I have an idea. And I was like, okay. And he was like, your thing, your vibe, your jam. No, he didn't say that because he's cool and not an 85-year-old man. But he was like, no, your vibe. Yeah, way more on brand for him. Your vibe is that, like, you're old school radio. Like, yes, you live in the podcasting sphere, but, like, uh, you have what a lot of people don't have, which is you used to do four hours of live talk radio. And I'm like, I did. And he said, so why don't we, because we have this technological capability now, why don't we get you on air, live with the audience, asking questions? Sure, they can submit questions. Sure, they can leave voicemails. But, like, we want you live. Because he said... You're crazy. <laughs> like, it was a compliment. He said, you're so, like, in the moment, because he said, especially, like, your solo podcast, like, you're <laughs> unwell. You're unhinged. And so we feel like it would, your, your dementedness would really shine if we did these Q&As live with audience members over Zoom calls. So the fourth pillar was born. And um, I am so excited to be back here doing this. I'm like a little bit nervous. It's been forever and I haven't like taken live calls. Also, don't forget at Sirius, I was taking live phone calls. Okay. And I had like, and I had like a team around me who was like, you know, picking up the calls, vetting the calls, typing the calls in, like what's their name, where they're from, you know, what the topic is. They would also write notes like this one's crazy. Don't take this one. (laughs) So, you know, I have more of a team. Whereas like, this is just a mom and pop shop operation. So we pick our people and which just we're going. And if it's weird, it's weird. <laughs> so I'm excited, but also kind of nervous about the live aspect. But yeah, this is like getting back to my roots. And I hope I'm still good at it. I honestly don't know. This is a big experimental episode. I hope you guys like it because if you do, we're going to definitely keep doing more. And if it sucks, blame all the callers. <laughs> Just kidding. But the difference in this too is when I see it serious, literally they would just be voices. Now I'm like zooming face to face with people. So technology has made things even more intimate. Okay, well, without further ado, let's get into Taste of Taylor live. Okay, let's go to our first call. This is so crazy. Oh my God, it's been like... A decade since I've taken a call. This is fucking surreal. Honestly, I am living my best life. Okay. Um, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to take it like I did it serious when like I couldn't see you guys. But like now we're in the future and I can see your faces and everything. So anyway, let's just say, hey, girl. Hey, welcome to Taste of Taylor. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, Tay. Hey, my name is Jillian. I am from the Bay Area in California. And my topic for you is summer house. Oh, yes. I'm so excited. Okay, going like just jump off this. Let's do this. Okay. So how are you caught up? I'm completely caught up. Yeah. I just saw the episode where um, there's like a big fight with Lindsay and like her and Carl leave the house. And then there's also like, oh, and then it's like the um, the what's it called? The um, 
Studio 50 Forest Party? Studio, yes, Studio 50 Forest Party. That- <laughs> That's the so dumbest are- thing I've ever heard of in my life. Yes. Yes. So you're completely caught up. Thank completely. God. Because completely. originally when I reached out to TD, I was like, we're going to talk about how much Summer House sucks this season. Yes. And then last night, it kind of brought back old Summer House vibes for me. And I was very happy. So... Taylor didn't really tell me anything about like the topics of the calls, but there was one where she said to me, have you been watching Summer House? And I said, yeah. And she said, well, the topic is Summer House sucks. And I said, I want to take it because I feel so strongly that this is like such a good season. So I'm so happy we're on the same page now. But I have to ask you, what didn't you like about it up until this moment? Because I actually really like it, but there's something that's breaking my heart about me liking it because I, and I, I feel like I, what I'm trying to say is I feel like we'll be on the same page because for me, I really love this season, but I'm actually really liking Kyle and Amanda. (laughs) And it's like killing my soul because for so long I've been (laughs) team Hannah and so against them, but like for whatever reason, like and I don't think it's even a good edit. You know what I think it is? I think that they're about to fucking fight Lindsay and Carl. And so yeah. that's why I'm liking them more because they're not so up each other's asses. And I, so the moral of the story is I think I just actually hate Lindsay and by proxy Carl, you know? Um, also, yeah. also, inside information. So yeah, if you guys sorry. listen to me, the Taylor Shrekker Show, this podcast. So let's do a little history on why I don't like Kyle and Amanda, right? Yeah, tell me. I think well, it's I important. think I know, but break it yeah. down. Break it down. Just in case. So I watched the show since season one. I originally was friends with um, oh my god, we're such good friends. I can't remember his name. Stephen <laughs> McGee. I got you, sis. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Stephen McGee. And oh my God, this is what it's like to broadcast with me. Are you having fun? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I just feel like I'm listening and I'm like, it's Stephen McGee, but now like I can actually talk. <laughs> oh, it's less frustrating when you can actually like tell me and I hear you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Stephen McGee. And so I was, I, you know me, I'm a loyal bitch. So I was loyal to him. Yeah. He had a certain feeling about Kyle and therefore Amanda. So I kind of absorbed it. Plus I also heard that like Kyle and Amanda were kind of getting a good edit. And that Kyle was like being a cheat and doing shady shit. Well, now we all know, I mean, how many years later, seven, eight years later, that in fact, yes, he was cheating on Amanda. It came out. And actually, Stephen was on the Taylor Shrekker show right after I left Sirius. And he was the one that spilled the tea about Kyle continuing to cheat on Amanda or confirming it to the point that years later, when I actually had Kyle on the podcast, he confirmed to me that he found or Amanda found out about his cheating through the Taylor Shrekker show. Oh, my gosh. Because listeners of the Taylor Shrekker show reached out to her via DM and they said, hey, girl, either your man's is cheating on you and you need to know or Mm -hmm. this guy is lying about your man's cheating on you and you need to know. And so she confronted Kyle. His cover was blown. He admitted it. And here we are today. So thank God for the Taylor Shrekker show. Thank God for the Taylor (laughs) Shrekker show. But but so after that whole whole thing happened, um, Stephen and I had a falling out and the falling out Mm -hmm. was. When Hannah joined the show, she was on the Taylor Strecker show. The Taylor Strecker show is ripe with drama. And so (laughs) he wanted me to pick a side and be loyal. But I said, well, Hannah didn't do anything to you. This isn't a Kyle thing where maybe Kyle negotiated you out or like you had a fight and production chose him. Like, this is like Hannah's new. She's coming in. She's not taking your spot. She's, I mean, it just doesn't even make sense. So we had a, a fight over that. We've since made up yada, yada, yada. But so... But I went from being Team Steven to Team Hannah. Just like it was a switch. But in the interim, 
I did from the fight with Steven until their fight with Hannah. I had said to Kyle, like I ran into him when we both of them fight. I, I was with my friend, Michelle Cheech, who used to be Bravo PR. They said hi to her. They saw me. I said, I'm Taylor Strucker. They said, oh, we know who you are. And I said, I'm really sorry for all the shit I talked over the years. I'm a really loyal friend. Steven is crazy. That's what I said. And they were like, oh, we know. So we bonded, <laughs> had him on the podcast. We were all cool. And then Hannah goes on and he makes me, he makes me hit him verbally. Yeah. I hate him yeah. again. So I drew the line in the sand and now there's no coming back from it. But I have to say, and I'm also a big Winter House watcher. I watch Winter mm-hmm. House and I really liked Kyle and Amanda this season on Winter House. And I am liking them this season on Summer House. So th- it makes me, I like the show, but that makes me feel uncomfortable because yeah. they're allowed to hate me forever. That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what's your gripe with the season? I, I think that it might be that Winter House has also been really good. So when I came into Summer House, I was really excited for Summer House. I thought this was going to be my winning season. We had Vanderpump and Summer House on at the same time. Yes. Fill my schedule. I'm busy. You know, block me out. Yeah. My social calendar is full. My dance card is there is no more space. Literally. (laughs) Yes. So it's it's been slow. There's a lot of girls. There's a lot of girls. Yeah, you're right. There are. There's only three active guys on the show. and at any given time, not everybody's at the house. So it actually ends up being like two dudes. And the new guy, what's his name? Chris? Chris. He's oh. not, he, the bad casting. It was Terrible, really bad. It was really bad. And the awkwardness between Carl and Kyle just makes the whole show a little bit cringy. Because like yeah. Kyle wants to talk to him, but then Carl's like awkwardly avoiding him and his Ralph Lauren acts. It's like stop wearing the same shirt. It's, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> I have to say, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I really genuinely like this year. It blows my mind how much I genuinely like Summer House. Cause I remember thinking for so long, it was like such like a tertiary show on the platform. Even when I was like friends with people on it, even when I really liked it. But I think I would say the last, I, I would say since Hannah and Paige and that whole crew came on it, it really got it's, you know, like it, there was life breathed back in the show. And I've honestly been, whether I'm angry at the show or loving the show, I'm invested in the show. Like, and that's been yeah. now for like four years. So, well, but, Sierra decided to like come out of bed last night and like yes, really yes. show some of her personality because before we were kind of watching her fight with Austin on Winter House. So that brought a lot of drama. Yes. She was fighting with Danielle last season. Now they're getting along. So there was a little bit of like last of no one wanted to fight with each other. I'm like, you're casted. Hello, we're busy. Like, we, right. we, we need to, to fight. Even if we're not fighting, even if we're fine, we need to still fight about something. Yes. And so last night finally brought a little juice. And I don't know about you, but every time Carl and Lindsay, I'm like cringing, flirt and they're like, hi, babe. <laughs> it's, it's, it's they, too much. No, they're, they're so cringy. He's always been cringe. I actually, so you know how um, Kyle, like at that big dinner, he basically called out what we all knew, right? Like I remember years ago, there was like somebody was on a podcast. They were talking about how the, the, there were some people in the house that were like addicting or overusing or misusing Adderall, whatever. Let's get real. In Bravo world, that's code for Coke. Mm -hmm. Let's like just fucking call it what it is. Okay, good to know. So, um, that's just my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> the Valley no, Girl from the Bay Area didn't know. So good to know. I have no. Oh my God, that's so cute. You really thought they were talking about Adderall? 
I don't, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Adderall is really just like a socially acceptable version of Coke. Really? Okay. Are they, they, wait, now, now, now we're having a secondary conversation. Are they that different in your mind or are they like the same? No, they're pretty different, right? They're different. (laughs) They're very different. Adderall is prescribed for like ADHD and then cocaine is. But what if you're snorting your Adderall? Any different? (laughs) <laughs> I don't know if I've thought about it that deeply. Well, I need you to right now. My parents really <laughs> sheltered me. <laughs> Mine did too, but it didn't work. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That is so adorable. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm talking to a real life baby angel. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, it my birthday today. So I did just turn 33. So I did learn something new. Oh my God. Happy birthday. Want to go blow some matter all together? No, I'm a mom. My baby's <laughs> sleeping upstairs. I'm here corrupting you. So I can't say every show now. I thought everybody knew this. But so I remember when, like, Carl was like, "Er, uh, er, yeah, I've uh, struggled with, you know, Adderall use. I'm like, liar, liar, he's doing cocaine. So when Kyle, again, I don't have confirmation on this, but like, that's what I just like assumed. So when Kyle said that he was coked out at work, I died because guess what? I can confirm that what Kyle was talking about, in my opinion, I'm not a medical professional. I was not administering cocaine tests, but I was at a podcast studio. Carl came barreling in and he was complaining about losing his computer. And when he walked into the room, me and everybody in the room were like this, God, he seems coked out. And then, when Kyle said it, I was like, oh, I so you were there. I was I wasn't at their office, but I like I saw him on his way to work. And he was like, oh, I didn't get God. home to sleep. I was out at a club all night. He didn't say I was coked out, but like, right. He, just like I was we out all night. Between the lines. I didn't go home to sleep. I lost my computer. I got to go to work. And we were even like, maybe you shouldn't go to work. Maybe it's he's a not bad blinking. idea. Yeah, <laughs> not blinking. Exactly. He's got like cotton swabs. Like he looks like a fucking oh, Lord. Yeah, he looks like a rattlesnake. It was just like insane. So, um, oh my God, I feel so close to the history of Summer yeah. House. So well, it know. was so hypocritical because since we're Team Hannah. Yes. So Kyle gets to come out and say that <gasps> he was on cocaine, but then Hannah alludes, alleges on a podcast that like, I couldn't even find it. So I don't know yeah. what it was. Yeah. You know, that he was doing drugs and Hannah is the villain. Exactly. I, I, I have to say, this is the this show is the double standard. I mean, like yeah. brigade. It's unbelievable. But um, yeah, I it, I will say, given all that, it does hurt my heart that I like this season. But I have to be honest, <laughs> and I do. Um, but I am looking forward to seeing the demise of um Lindsay and Carl with Trace Amigas. What's her name? Danielle. Danielle. Yes. And I will say, so I rewatched some of the episodes last night yeah. to do my homework for you. You're so good. I know, Chody. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I was looking at it through a different lens ever since Scandival. Because I was okay. like, you don't know what these people are up to. Thank you. What have I been shouting from the rooftops forever? Right. Yes. So Danielle was sitting very close to Chris multiple times. And she's like Lindsay, she'll fall in love quick. And I was like, 
yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if Danielle was like trying to get a little male attention from Chris because she's not getting it from Robert because he's busy at the restaurant. Girl, super sleuth. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me. We're out of time, but I like yes, adore you. This you. was so fun. Yeah. I, I know. Well, you made my birthday. So thank oh, you. Oh, girl. You happy and my birthday. baby, my husband. Thank you so much. So many kisses. <laughs> Bye. Bye, honey. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, girl, hey, what's your name? Where are you calling from? And then let's get into it. My name is Chloe. I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but I am in Seattle, Washington right now for work. Okay, girl, what are we talking about? So I have a friend. She is the funnest friend you can have. If we want to go to Boston, we're going to Boston. If we want to go to New York, we're going to New York. If we want to go to Chicago, we're going to Chicago. Fun, you laugh the entire time. She's a great friend in that sense. She listens, but in every other aspect of friendship, she is a bad friend. Okay? She's a bad friend. Just rip that fucking bandaid off, baby. She is. She's a bad <laughs> friend. We work together in Pittsburgh. I'm still at Pittsburgh part-time. Calls off, sleeps in, just doesn't show up. And then she won't even, like normal people will go, oh my God, girl, I, I can't believe I slept in. I'll be right there. She's like, oh, that's wild. All right, well, <laughs> good luck. Have a good day. Let me know how it goes. I'm like, oh, okay. We went to New York. I'm like, I'm, I'll, I'll splurge. I don't yes. mind taking a taxi. I'm like, I want to take the taxi. She's like, I want to take the subway. I'm like, well, I'll pay for the taxi. Okay. She's like, no, I want to take the subway for the experience. I'm like, all right. She's like, all right. So you want to know. see somebody defecating all over the platform? Because honey, the things I've seen in the New York City subway system. I, I don't know. I don't know what she wants, but she's like, I'm like, all right, fine. We'll take the subway. She goes, all right, let me know when you figure it out sits on her phone. I'm like, girl, I said, I will take the taxi. (laughs) I'll take the taxi. I was in work for Boston and she was like, fly, fly to Pittsburgh from Boston. Okay. And come work with me for one night at children's hospital in Pittsburgh. I'm like, okay. Okay. She called, I flew in from Boston. She called off work. No, 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 no. She is a chaos queen. So here's what the wrap up. And she never says like, that was so fucked up. I'm so sorry. Nothing. No No acknowledgement of wrongdoing whatsoever. No. So the icing on the cake, she, we, she came to Boston to visit me. She broke a wine glass on the floor. I don't care. I don't care about material things. You can light my couch on fire. I really don't care. (laughs) Girl, I do care. I want to state that for the record. I don't care. I really Uh, don't. Drops a wine glass on the floor. Normal people. Oh, I'm sorry. She just didn't do anything, sat on the bed, me and my other friend cleaned it up. And we no. use car we use cardboard because we didn't I didn't have a broom. I'm a travel nurse. I I'm bopping around. I don't have things with me. Right. So the next day I casually said, Oh, let's stop at a CVS and grab a broom. She's like, Oh my God, the dramatics. I'm like, <laughs> girl, there's glass on my floor. What do you want me to do? That you didn't even offer to help clean up after no. you broke it. Yes. So I cleaned it up. Two months later, I'm in Boston. I step on a piece of glass. I'm like, I'm not friends with her anymore. (laughs) 
that's the moral of the story. I, it was a snap of a finger. I'm like this. No, I'm done. So is your fun friend worth? Yes. I know everything else because she is my only friend that I can say she is, she is Brian. She is Claudia. She is, we're going to, we're going here. We're going there. Right. What do you do when your funnest friend is the worst? First of all, I don't want to like, it's not like cool to do what I'm about to do, but I'm going to do it because I'm not cool. Is she like heavily medicated or like a heroin addict? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's giving like numb to the world. It is. The world is there to make sure she makes it through. She yeah, has I, no personal responsibility or accountability. I almost admire her, not because I don't want to be friends with her, but because I want to be able to be her. The way I care, what everyone and their mom and their sister yeah. and their coworker and their cousin who they yeah. don't even like think is yeah. exhausting. And yeah. I can never like when I say I put everybody before me, I put I mean strangers yes. before me. So yes. I'm like enraged by her lack of caring because I think I'm so deeply envious because like, what a way to go through life. Not giving a flying fuck, thinking everyone's there for you. Like, that's powerful. It is powerful. But you can't be friends with that. Like, you you, you just like, for me, it was the wine glass and the not offering to, I mean, it's so many things, but like asking you to fly to help her and then to just like throw it on your shoulders and not, Here's the thing, too. People do crazy shit like that. The world mm-hmm. is insane. But, like, when they at least are like, I'm being a shit, you're like, mm-hmm. okay, but not mm-hmm. even neary in acknowledgement. That would make me so incest. Is that yes. the right word? <laughs> no, I think that is a relationship between siblings. Incest. It's like, <laughs> I'm so angry. Incensed. Incensed. That's, that's the one. We that's just, the one. We just almost walked into call her daddy zone. <laughs> Oh man, we just, I mean, we old, just almost old got call a little her daddy. Hyper. To be fair, old call yes. her daddy. Old yeah, call you're her right. Daddy. You're right. Absolutely. Um. So I feel like no, no, no matter how fun a friend is, because I've had okay, okay, okay. I have a friend who is so fun. I actually think I mentioned her on a couple episodes ago of the Taylor, of Taste of Taylor. So if the super sleuths wish to find, they will be able to. Mm-hmm. But. And I might have said her name, which was really bad on my part. But I used to have a friend from college. She was in my crew of girls. She is the most fun, the most funny human being, honestly, on the face of the planet. But she is so mean and evil and scary. I couldn't be friends with her anymore. Like, she she just has this, like, such a dark, nasty side to her. And when it gets inflamed with jealousy and, like, well, for example me like hanging out with one of our mutual friends and her not being necessarily included, not like excluded, but like, like, let's just say us even doing something working wise together, like something that she couldn't even be involved in. She'll like get jealous. And then her jealousy, like she wants to like, you know, some people get jealous and they say, what can I do to get rid of my jealousy? Like, how can I elevate myself? She's like, how can I kill you to make my jealousy stop? So like, and she's the most fun, but I had to stop my friendship with her because the negative to me wasn't outweighing or the positive wasn't outweighing the negative. Yes. And we're not friends anymore. And I do miss her and she is fun, but she scares me. <laughs> so yeah. yes, she's also the- heavily self-destructive and I can't have that in my orbit. 
my friend is also heavily self-destructive. She sounds like it. (laughs) The only problem is when we work together in Pittsburgh, we have like a trace amigas. We have me, her, and another guy. And we're like tearing up the town. Like we're in the hospital, like celebrities. (laughs) They're like, oh, the trace amigas. And it's going to throw a kink in that. It's not like she's just some chick. Oh, this isn't just a one-on-one scenario. No, it's a group dynamic. And I will be working with her in two weeks. And I've been icing her because she has sent me probably 30 memes. And you know what I do? Double tap heart. It's so cruel. No I have comment. some. I, I have somebody. Oh, this is doing that I, to me right now yes, in the DMs, and they're it, really hurting my feelings. And I know they're doing it on purpose because they're mad at me because they told other people they're mad at me. I wish they would tell me they're mad at me because the people who they told, who it person who they the person the person <laughs> who is telling other people that they are mad has also instructed those people to not tell me. So I have my hands tied. So I'm just over here waiting to get like, I have to like, let it go long enough to be like, Hey, are you mad at me? <laughs> yeah. And then we'll have some sort of a conversation. You know what though? Now I'm on her side. Now I'm I was on messy say, Bessie I was side. Say, well, I'm on the dang radio show talking about it. So at least you, that should get her some brownie points. But here's the yeah. thing. Should I literally just say to her, a, B, C, D, E, yes. F, U, and your mom. Like, should I just say that? But I don't want to. Like, I don't want to do a hooked on phonics, spell it out for you. I need to tell you making me fly from Boston for a 12 <laughs> yeah. no, hour no, no, shift. No. I know what you mean. It's like, so I have to sit down and tell you how to be a functioning human. Like, that's on me. Like, I know there's sometimes where people just fuck up so bad that you're like, I could sit down and be like, this is how you hurt my feelings. But like, how could you not know that that's unacceptable yes. social behavior? So it's like, is telling her really going to make her change her behavior? Like, I'm uh, no, probably not. And Taylor, the difference with you is what you and your friend might be having a tip about is like maybe a misunderstanding or, or a, a, some kind of comment someone misunderstood. You didn't set someone's house on fire, then wonder what the problem is. You know no, what I mean? She, no, she literally, the last text exchange we had was she was like, we hadn't talked forever. And then she was like, like at midnight on a Friday. These are like, when you don't talk to somebody, these are delicate times. Like the timing means something, yeah. you know, for the it context does. of what's going to happen. And she was like, remember that time in college, that blankety blank blank? Um, I found a picture of it. LOL, LOL. Can I post it? And I'm like, honestly, I just said, and I'm ghosting you. And I've never, ever got that person. Because I'm like, I'm not giving her an LOL. Because she'll no. take that as. But like, also like, you're threatening me by bringing this up. And yes. you are dangerous. And Absolutely. we are <laughs> Absolutely. Even, even I know you wouldn't like that, Taylor. Even I know that you wouldn't Thank want you. a midnight, even a midnight random text with like some weird undertone. Yeah, like you, like the worst night of my life in college you have photographic evidence of. Right. I mean, listen, I've always said if I have to cop to shit because it's fucking like in my face, I'll cop to it. But like, there's some things I'd like to keep in my closet. No, haven't I come out enough? I'm gay. I'm on Ozempic. Leave me alone. (laughs) You're preaching to the choir. You're preaching (laughs) to the choir. And here's my other curveball. She doesn't know the glass was the straw that broke the camel's back because 
in the midst of all this happening, when she called off the day I flew in to work with her, she Mm -hmm. forgot. And this is true. When you ask me if she's medicated, this is, this is evidence to your question. She forgot it was her daughter's baby shower. And that's actually real. She is like this, not. Well, now I relate to her. (laughs) This is it was her daughter's baby shower. In like three days before was like, oh, it's her baby shower. I can't come into work. I'm going to call off. Didn't tell me, told our Trace Amigos friend that I'm calling off the day Chloe's working because I just realized it's the baby shower. He's the one who told me a few days ahead of time that she's calling off, but I still flew in because that's how petty I am. I'm going to fly all the way in to see if you really screw me over that bad. And if I bring it up now, like you called up, she's going to go. So you wanted me to miss my daughter's baby shower. That's who she is. So you wanted me to not go to my daughter's baby shower. Okay. I have a solution, I think, because you do have fun when you are together. I relate to that. Yes. You do have a Trace Amiga situation going on, which like mad respect. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that because I did this with another friend, a different friend. Mm -hmm. I down, we downgraded our relationship. We downgraded from best friends to acquaintances. Now we are no longer friends. So did it work? It did not work. But my point is, at least it's like a soft way to like to, to take it down. You could just, how about you maybe say to her, listen, I've been, go, I've been kind of like, I've been putting distance between me and you because you do things to me. I feel they're shitty. You don't even acknowledge that they're shitty. And it makes me feel like we have an uneven friendship. Okay. So say that. And you can say, this is not a two-way conversation. I am talking at you and monologuing I don't want to hear what we have to say. This is how I feel. It's not up for negotiation. It is what it is, but I have fun with you. So here's yeah. the deal. We need to downgrade our friendship because right now, because we have so much fun, we become best friends. But the truth is we should just be like, let's get fucked up buddies. There's fuck buddies. Right. Why can't there be let's get fucked up buddies, right? I know. But the only problem is, is our let's get fucked up is flying to Chicago and spending 48 hours in a hotel together. Can, Can we maybe you keep say, it more local? <laughs> yeah, that, but that's why I want her as a friend because she's the only one left with no young kids. Like, I don't have any kids. So she's the one that I can go, we're going here, we're going... Because, you know, I'm like 10 years younger than her. So all my right. kids, all my friends my age have kids that they're kind of chained to right now. So to be real, to be really real, Taylor. Yes. I don't need, I don't need a friend to go have dinner with. I don't that my friends I can have dinner with. They can get a babysitter for the night. I need a friend to go to the dang Poconos and set at a bonfire. Okay. So I just say then your relationship, you, you, it no longer mixes with business. Cause that's where she yeah. fucks you every time. It's strictly dickly. Okay. You just go and you get fucked up and you have fun together. And that's it. I'd also recommend if it's in the budget, get a separate hotel room at the very yeah. least. Yeah. Get an Airbnb with two separate spaces. You need separate space from her. And you also need to like cut out the work portion of it because that's, you're responsible. She's not. It's fun when you're like on a party trip together, not so much when it comes to work. So I would say those are the boundaries you set up. And if then it continues to be bad beyond it, then just cut the bitch off. Okay. You know what? I literally took notes. You're a genius. You're a friendship genius. The uneven friendship is like, to me, going to be the, icing like that's the perfect yes. way to put it we have it's an uneven, uneven and it's not fair to you she gets 100 percent of a friend you get fucking 23 percent. but the 23 percent that you get you like to have fun with so like you shouldn't punish yourself 
and have to put yourself in fun time out because she can't get her shit together in the rest of the real world. Just cut her out of that portion of your life. Okay. I'm, I, I, I am okay with that. Should I say, okay, I am. I'm going to work with her in a few weeks. I'm going to tell, I'm, I'm going to tell her how I feel. And I know I'm, I'm going to be really scared to do that though. It's okay. I you don't, can do it. I don't ice people out because I'm like, a hostile psycho. I'm like too scared of like real confrontation. That's how it always goes though. It's like, like even I'm thinking about somebody who's mad at me or I think right now. And it's like, like we're going from a hundred to zero because neither one of us wants to put on our big girl panties and have the conversation. But I will put on my big girl panties because like I don't want it. Like it, it shouldn't be either we're besties or we're enemies. Like if you can't be my friend, please don't be my enemy. Like, can't we just be like somewhere in the fucking middle? Jesus, like either we're one, we check 100% of the friendship boxes or we don't like each other? No. no. And I'm telling you, the only way to fix that is honest conversation. And it doesn't even need to be like brutal and crying. And it could just be like, listen, this is, the, and this is what it really comes down to. And I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about me. I'm thinking about me in the past. I'm thinking about me in the present. This is the kind of friend that you expect. This yeah. is the kind of friend that this person can be. This is the type of friend this person expects. Yeah. And this is the type of friend that you can be. And yes. like, as long as we can respect the differences, because friends don't, shouldn't have to be the exact types of friendships, but usually those yeah. are the ones that survive because there's an understanding. For example, Stassi and I never call each other. I'm never mad at her. She's never mad at me. And I'm not really feeling guilty, nor is she, because she knows I'm not mad at her. I know she's not mad at me and I'm not mad at her. And she's not mad at me. Right. Absolutely. The but best somebody kind needs of friendship. to talk on the phone all the time, they don't want to be my friend or we are friends. And then they're mad at me because I'm not giving them enough love. Jesus, Father of the fact, Christmas. you know what I'm saying? It, I, I do know what you're saying. I, you're, you're <laughs> Even right. Though that I, was unintelligible. Is that a word? It is. Un- <laughs> un- oh, can I say a side note? Cause we're talking about if words are really words, please. Do you know, do you know who Killian Murphy is? Yes. From uh, Peaky Blinders. Yeah. 28 days later, like that smoke show. Yes. I just saw the clip of him saying that he likes people who spell words correctly. Tell me why I Amazon Prime the dictionary. <laughs> Girl, you're kooky crazy and I like it. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm just like, okay, you want someone who can spell? I'm going to spell. I, and I've been in a relationship for 14 years. <laughs> you know? That's like God. Hall passes or hall passes, baby. Um, girl, I love you. You got to keep me posted on how this friendship conversation goes. Okay? Absolutely. Yes, 100%. Girl, thank you so much for calling. I love you. This was fun. Thank you for the advice. I have uneven friendships and Airbnb on my notepad. Perfect. Girl, thank you so much. Thank you. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Oh my God, I'm having so much fun. Okay, let's go to our next caller. It's not really a call because we're Zooming, so it's actually a call, but like on meth in a good way. Anyway, hey girl, hey, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, girl. Hey, I'm Bridget and I'm from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We love a Pittsburgh. <laughs> such a good place. Such good people. I went there when I was on tour with Stassi a gajillion years ago. I saw you. And are we going? I was there. No way. Yeah. 
Pittsburgh was the drunkest audience we had, and I <laughs> lived for it. People were vomiting in the, their seats. It was amazing. <laughs> so, girl, what are we talking about? What is the topic you're bringing to me, or the question, or the whatever? <laughs> well, it's a mama drama, kind of, that involves in-laws loves so it. it might be loves it <laughs> loves the any excuse to talk about in-laws and just sister-in-laws so it might be a little bit triggering i'm triggered you know how it goes girlfriend <laughs> Oy vey. um okay so mama drama combined with an in-loan situation uh, in-law situation i'm here for it yeah. okay break it down um so me and my husband we've been together for 14 years married seven we have four children uh they are what? Yes, they are four. Or... You do not, you are like, you do not look old enough to even have one <laughs> child, let alone four. I'm impressed. Thank you. I'm 35. We have a five-year-old, a four-year-old, a one-and-a-half-year-old, and a four-month-old. Oh, my God. <laughs> And here I am being like, I can't even have one. Okay, I bow down to you. I think about all the so... time. I'm like, where, where did all these children come from? <laughs> Your vagina. (laughs) (laughs) And to be fair, your husband's ball sack. It's a combo. Okay. I always say he had like a little part. I did all the work. He had the smallest part, but he did carry them around safely. Like I always say to my dad every Father's Day, thank you so much for carrying me around in your ball sack. Like that's really, that's like all a dad needs to do. Exactly. You know? You kept him safe for all those years. Thank you. (laughs) So what's the situation? So he has... uh, Two brothers, the oldest brother is married, and we sort of like don't all get along. There's just been like long standing issues. Lived it, learned it. Okay. <laughs> I'm an expert on it. And my mother in law always tends to like take their side in situations. <sighs> <laughs> Again, you're triggering me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so, like I said, we have four kids, so we have a ton of birthday parties. Um, we baptize our kids because, you know, like that's tradition. And so that's what we do. Got it. Um, but we invite them to everything because like I send one email to friends, family, everybody, like one email, we invite everybody. So they have a daughter. She's turning two, like right before Easter. And last year we did Easter with his family on Saturday and with my family on Sunday. And it, his mom loved it because we didn't have to go two places and rush out of her house. Right. So we were like this year, like, let's do the same. And his mom was like, well, that's Denise's uh, birthday party. And my husband was like, oh, well, we weren't invited. We didn't know. We didn't know. We were, yeah. We weren't invited. Like, we knew it was her birthday, but, like, we hadn't heard anything, so we were like, oh, maybe. You know, like, there was a party. Right. Right. Well, there's actually two parties. There's, like, a morning party for kids and an afternoon party for family and friends. We were invited to neither. <gasps> oh, my God. Blame the wife. And so... His mom was like, oh, maybe they just didn't send out all the invitations yet. So, but we all like have friends in the same crew. Oh, shut. That's the worst. So I was like, all right. So I text my girlfriend. I was like, were you invited to the baby's birthday party? And she was like, my family members, baby. Okay. Yes. Continue. I'm getting enraged. And she's like, oh yeah, they invited us last week. And this was like Thursday. So it was like a whole week and a half. And I'm like, Okay, that's all I needed to know. (laughs) No, she didn't. So what'd you do? Well, so then the mom, my mother-in-law said something to the other brother. And then like two days later, we got a text invitation to the family and friends. That's 
Fuckocked. So wait, so now you're invited to, are you invited to both? No, or just, just the family and friends party, not the children's party in the afternoon, the family and friends party in the evening. Now wait, let's talk about the hierarchy <laughs> of the parties, okay? So is it more prominent to be at the family and friends party or is it more prominent to be at the child's party? Like, are they putting in importance? There's there's always a primary party when things right. like this go down, okay? Uh, well, she is family. So, she's not from here. She's actually from New York. So I think she has family coming in for like the family and friends party. And the afternoon party is like the school the party, like the school party, like her like daycare okay. friends. But we have four kids, you know, like. Well, I hate to break this news to you, but your niece hates your children. <laughs> <laughs> she's a bitch. I know, right? <laughs> She'd be talking shit. She can barely form a sentence. But when she can, she's says scathing things about your family. No, she's two? Yes, she's about to be two. Damn, girl. This is so multifaceted. I don't even know where to begin. Well, so do okay, we go so- to the party or not? Right? Like, that's the question. So I said we should go. And my husband's like, they don't want us there. They did not invite us. Oh, my God. You're Melissa Gorga and your husband is Joe. Continue. (laughs) We are. Oh, my God. (laughs) So I feel like, listen, what you want to do depends on how you want things to be in the situation and where you want the situation to go. Right. So it comes down to this. Like, I... I'm trying to remember. So I remembered that I was fighting with my sister-in-laws back in the day. I got invited to one of their parties, but it was like not a friend's party. It was just like just family. Like, you know, like people, it, it was like husbands, wives, people like boyfriends, girlfriends, like actual family members. It was like a really small dinner. And at this time, like the one whose party was for and I were like, I guess getting along as like best as we could. But like the, there were other people there present who like, did play this like super fun game when we would go to dinners. They wouldn't talk to me. It was like I was invisible, Taylor. Um, it was such a fun game. Oh my God. They made it just for me. So I remember I was like, I am not sticking through one of these dinners. They're like demoralizing. And so Wasman was like, I will buy you a Chanel bag. And I was like, I will go to that dinner. And so I went, but on the way in, I had a panic attack and I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this for a Chanel bag. I have no backbone. I'm a terrible person. What does my life, my morals become? And so I like kicked and screamed and want to go in and then he said he would buy me a jumbo maxi and so then i said fine i'll go in so we went in and i got the most beautiful chanel bag ever but the moral of the story is is that i did that for chanel bag so that's my question because i wasn't doing it for them so i'm gonna do it for some tootsie rolls and a treat bag (laughs) girl you need to value yourself okay Um, no, your husband doesn't want to go. So that's, that tactic's not going to work. I don't know. I mean, does your husband want to make a stink? Cause it sounds like he kind of does, which I'm not opposed to. Cause like when there are these deep seated family issues and you just brush her on the rug and you just go right with all the problems, you're sending a message that the status quo is acceptable. And if it's not acceptable, then a firm stance needs to be taken to be like, so you didn't invite us, so we're not coming. We're not going to go someplace we're not wanted. And then if it's like, oh, you guys didn't come, it's like, they didn't fucking invite us. Let's have a conversation about the way things are. I mean, so that's that's the journey. Do right. you want to have, do, do you want to fix a relationship? Do you want to make a statement that you don't like where the relationship is, but like that's the way it is? Or do you want a Chanel bag? Those are the three options. <laughs> well, I want a Chanel bag. 
but they never come to our stuff either you know like we have like birthday parties upon and they, they don't do come. or they don't come they've come we've so we have what a five-year-old a four-year-old we've had multiple things over the years they've come to three things but they're always invited to everything but they're always invited but they've only come to three things okay real talk do you want to fix the relationship or do you kind of just want to arm's length distance? Because I think there's a lot of pressure on people to like, well, it's family. And it's like, so what? Sometimes people don't get along in families. So what do you want? Me personally, I'm fine with arm's length, but I would like it to be like a little bit better for my husband. But you would think like the kids playing would make it better because we were with them a week. before. We were with them like a week before we found out about the party for his mom's birthday and all the kids were playing. And I was like, they didn't invite us after that. Like after all the kids playing together. I'm telling you, your niece is a fucking bitch. (laughs) (laughs) The shit she talks in her car seat. My God. Honestly. His family, his decision. And don't you feel bad? I think he's making, I get that you're like, I want to fix it for him. But like, and I, and this happens sometimes too, where I feel like, like in-laws try to make you feel like you came in and now it's all different. That's not real. If a family is solid, somebody, somebody new coming in is going to only enhance it. And if a family has problems, somebody new coming in will probably highlight it because the person who's in a relationship with a new person will have fucking freedom from the dysfunctional family they're in. And then we always get blamed, but you know what? It ain't your bag, baby. You know? (laughs) That's right. Girl, you know, it should be illegal to talk about in-laws with me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, you're a delight. Good luck. And keep me posted on what ends up happening with like, because watch, mark my words. You're going to do what you want to do. And they're going to try to like make you guys villains. They are. Always, always. I hate that. To, to the parent, to my in-laws, they do. And we're the ones that always look bad. And I'm like, we didn't do anything. I know, girl, I've lived it. Girl, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. I hope that they don't hear this. And if they do, tell them I say fuck off. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. <laughs> I am flying high. I am high on my own supply. And it's like, it's almost like I just blew lines of live callers. That's how good that fucking felt. Yeah! Oh my God, I have like adrenaline pumping through my body. I feel like I've been kind of like dead. I just realized ever since we were in the pandemic, because before the pandemic, I was doing quote unquote live radio. We were in a studio. It was two hours. It was with a co-host and people could call in live. And for like the past, what, two, three years, I haven't done this. And it's like, I was in a coma and now I'm awake. And I remember who I am. Oh, that felt so good. Who needs to masturbate when you got that? Anyway, so many thank yous to our callers, our Zoomers. I don't even know what to call you guys. Our listeners, our girly girls. Fuck yeah. Oh my God. First of all, I know it's not the most important thing, but like everyone is so pretty. Oh my God, so pretty and so blonde. Um, I'm, I'm blown away. Like, that was so fun. Their questions were so good. We had such good banter back and forth. I am so funny. So are they. What? Oh my God. Is Dear Media Geniuses? I absolutely think they are. And also, let me just say, I, when I first got into radio, okay, my mom, when I was little, I used to drive around, we'd like carpool picking up my brother and sister. Ugh. The trials and tribulations of being the oldest. If you know, you know. So I was stuck in the car with my mom all the time and she listened to Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Now, Did Dr. Laura get herself in a lot of trouble? Yes. Was she an awful bad person that said terrible things? Absolutely. Did I get to interview her at Sirius? And was it like a major moment in my life? 
Yes, I did. But I will say that, like, aside from all the bad stuff with Dr. Laura, I just loved, I just loved that formative radio. And of course, like Howard Stern is like the creme de la creme of radio. Anybody in radio wants to be Howard Stern. But you know what? Of course I wanted Howard's money, but I didn't want to do Howard's creepy content. I don't want to talk about fucking sex and have people get on the Cyprian and the Sibion and get them off and blow to my microphone and have them come on a speaker. I wanted to talk to people, talk to my audience. And I think for a long time, I shied away from giving advice. Because advice is scary, right? It's like, what the fuck do I know? I don't want to be the one telling people how to live their lives. That's scary. And also when I started radio, I was young as fuck. So like, that's just not the vibe. However, I'm old now. I'm a woman of a goddamn certain age. And honey, she has lived. I've lived the life of an 80-year-old. I mean, seriously. Married to a man. Dealt with the in-law situation. Divorce. Oops, I'm gay, married, about to have children with my lesbian wife. Like, she's lived all angles of it. I also, I've said this before, but like, I feel like I understand men, straight men in particular now, because I kind of feel like sometimes that's my role in the relationship. Like, I just feel like maybe back in the day, I wasn't ready to give advice, but I'm super close with Claudia, Jackie, the Toast Girls. I am a toaster. I love the fucking toast. And the girls told me that when I go on, and I've like filled in for Jackie in the past um, that the audience, the toasters, they always request that if I'm going to be a fill in that I do dear toasters because I give ah, the best advice. OMG. And it's not because I'm smart. It's because I'm old and I have lived. And so I've now realized like this is my time. I am ready. I'm ready to step into Dr. Lore's orthopedic shoes and take the motherfucking reins. I'm ready. I want to give advice. If all the hell I've been through is for nothing, give me a break. I want to be like your unhinged, slightly drunk on Sunsare therapist. You know what I mean? But like with everybody listening. So you guys, please, please, we're going to do more of these. Um, If you would like to be someone who calls in, a caller, a Zoomer, whatever you crazy kids are called, if you want to participate, then you have to be a Patreon VIP member. Okay. So you just go to patreon.com slash the Taylor Strecker show and you have to be in the VIP tier. Don't worry with the VIP tier. You get an incredibly funny, vulnerable, and sometimes shady daily show Monday through Friday with my amazing casts of co-hosts. They're so unbelievable. Literally, I'm not worthy. I don't know how I tricked them into all doing the show with me. You also get a monthly VIP video. And honestly, these days, we've been throwing up way more than just one. So live your best life. Like we throw up video portions of The Daily Show. We like do, for example, we're going to be doing our like Lisbon trip. We're going to give a little bit of our Paris trip. We got you guys covered. Sometimes we do Q&As live. Like it's a vibe. Plus, you have early access to merch when I fucking finally make it. No, it's coming very soon. I swear. And you also get early access to live shows that I will be doing. Stassi's tour is not included in that. So that's on Stassi's Patreon. And you guys, tickets are selling fast. Speaking of we're going on tour, so excited for that. Don't forget, it's called the Mommy Dearest Tour. And you get tickets if you just go to my Instagram, at Taylor Strecker. And there's a link in bio. It's taylorstrecker.comey.io. It's got everything there. It's got the Patreon there. It's got Taste of Taylor episodes there. It's got the Mommy Dearest Tour dates and links and the whole thing there. Also recommended products, you know, 
send a voicemail to me. Although, honestly, I really like these live calls. So do that instead. And don't forget, patreon.com slash the Taylor Strecker Show. Become a VIP. And you can also participate in these live Taste of Taylors. I'm obsessed. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And that is it for us this week. Have a great rest of your week. Don't forget, what do I always say? Rate, please, please. Five stars would be nice, but I'll take anything. You guys, I love you. And I'm so excited to meet all of you. Uh, That is it for us. Have a great rest of your week. Until next week, bye, girl, bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.